Dibney Marku is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, MLO2080236726. Illinois, 0310058339. Missouri, North Carolina, I210940. Nevada, 527273 Oregon, Tennessee, 184373 Texas, Washington, MLO 237926 She's a mortgage mom She can get things done When you're in need and don't know where to go Pick up the phone and call mom All right, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marku. I am the Mortgage Mom. And every week up until here, the last couple of weeks, I bring you guys all of the updated information that you need about all things real estate and mortgage. Now, I have taken the last two weeks off because I have been moving. So that was uh, quite intensive. And I am finally back in the saddle. Everything is set back up and we are ready to go here in the studio. So what happened? What took place during my move? Well, The Fed had another meeting and they did decide to increase interest rates again by a quarter of a percent. So we're going to talk today about what does that mean for you? What has it done to mortgage rates? What are we looking at long term? When are we going to start to see them bring interest rates down? What is happening with the economy? What is happening with jobs? We're going to go through all of it and I think it's going to be a fantastic show. Now, I want to remind everybody that this is an open show. I want you guys to communicate with me. I want you to tell me that you're here. I want you to say hi, and I want you to ask your questions. All you have to do is put those into the feed. Now, I am live right now streaming on Instagram. Um, This is only the second time that we have done this. I have not figured out how to get those comments and questions to roll into the chat box that I am usually watching on. So if you ask a question and I don't get back to you during the show, Manny's going to actually watch for me and he's going to signal at me that there is a question on Instagram. But if I miss your question, don't fret. I will go back after the show and I will answer your questions in chat. So uh, please just go ahead and ask them anyway. Uh, I can see that Nora jumps on. She says, hi, Debbie. Nora, thanks so much for joining and watching the show. I know that you get on quite frequently, and I truly do appreciate that. So again, remember, guys, this is interactive. I do want you to ask your questions, and I want to know that you're here and that you're watching. And I am so sorry that I've been off for the last couple of weeks, but we were moving, and it was quite labor-intensive. We had to pull everything down, the studio down, everything and then we had to get set back up. So I can see that my dad did jump in. He says, hi, dad, thanks so much for joining from Illinois. Love that. And um, let's just jump into it. Let's get into what is happening, right? So again, I told you that the Fed did make the announcement last Wednesday that they increased interest rates by a quarter of a percent. Now I'm gonna read to you guys, a newsletter that I received, and this is a newsletter that I get on a weekly basis, and it is all about, you know, what is happening in my world, in the mortgage world. It keeps me up to date, but it also explains to you what to expect moving forward. So I'm going to read it to you. I think this is a great place to start, and then we'll talk about it, and we'll figure out, you know, what do we think? What, what do we think is happening right now? 
So here we go. I'm going to read this to you. It says, this past week, home loan rates were unchanged despite the Fed raising rates to the highest levels in 22 years. Let's discuss what happened and look at the week ahead. So they're talking about this week right now that we are in today, Wednesday. Um, So it says, on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve raised the Fed funds rate to a range of five and a quarter to five and a half. And this move was widely expected. So everybody did expect that that was going to happen. It was anticipation. Last time I did a show about the Fed, I told you guys that they did not rate hike or they did not hike the rates, but that we expected that they were going to at the next meeting. And so here the, here it is. They did it. They raised those rates at the last meeting, which was last Wednesday. Um, Fed Chair Powell also shared that if the data comes in strong over the next two months, they will raise rates again in September. So we we're probably looking at another rate hike, but let's keep going and keep reading. What data was the Fed talking about? Mr. Powell was specific and said that there were two jobs and CPI inflation reports and one unemployment cost index, which garners most of their attention before the Fed meets again in September when they decide what to do with interest rates. One of the main reasons interest rates remain high and the Fed has continued to raise rates is the underlying resilience of the economy. Many economists, market watchers, and central bankers were calling for a recession by the middle of this year. In fact, one reputable publication back in November said there was a 100% chance of a recession in 2023. Fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on how you're looking at it, the economy is currently growing near 2% and unemployment is at 3.6%, which are not conditions that lead to an economic recession. So many of you that have been sitting on the fence, you haven't been purchasing a home, you've been waiting, you've been thinking that the ball is going to drop. We talked about that in the last show that I did as well. Uh, You know, it didn't happen. It hasn't happened. And they're not seeing at this point that it is going to happen. Uh, Looking forward, watching the economic data will be important to determine whether the Fed increases interest rates further. At the very least, we should be prepared for the Fed to hold the Fed funds rate at current levels for quite a bit longer. So I did also talk about that in previous episodes as well, that truly when we get to the point that they feel that they've got the inflation under control, that they've raised those interest rates to a point where they're, they're happy with them there, that they're doing their job, that we're not going to see them immediately start to cut them. They are going to actually hold them and they're going to hold them for quite some time. Now, how long that they hold them for obviously is a big guess, um, but I'm going to keep reading to kind of give you a better indication. So how much longer? The Federal Reserve wants to see inflation come down to 2%. The Fed's favorite gauge of inflation is currently running at 4.6%. So there is a lot of wood to chop for inflation to get near the Fed's target. In fact, the Fed's forecast calls for core inflation to reach its goal in the year 2025. So when we hear higher for longer, that's what we mean. For reference, in the last rate hiking cycle back in 2018, 
the Fed cut rates seven months after the last hike. Meanwhile, during that same time, home loan rates steadily improved. Bottom line, the Federal Reserve may very well be done hiking rates. However, long-term rates may likely edge lower slowly. Why? The economy is slowing. Slowly, unemployment is rising. Slowly, and inflation is rising. Slowly. So I thought that that was a really great um, article to read. I thought that it really explained where we're at right now with the economy, with jobs, right? Jobs are slowing. Uh, The inflation is improving. Uh, Everything is moving slowly, but what they're doing is working. So one of the things that I do want to touch on today, we're going to talk about quite a few things, but we're going to talk about interest rates. Should you be buying right now? Should you be concerned property values are going to drop? Um, Are you expecting that if you purchase today with where interest rates are at currently, you know, will you be able to quickly refinance once interest rates start to fall to get yourself into a better payment? So we want to be prepared for everything. We want to prepare with the correct expectations. And that is what this show is going to be all about today. So don't go anywhere. We're going to keep going. I think this is a really important subject. And for those of you that don't own a home and you've been thinking about buying one and you've put that home purchase on hold, I think that, you know, that's probably a bad idea. It's a good, you know, it's a better idea to get yourself prepared and to get out there and get start started. So um, Karen j- did jump on. She's my mother-in-law. She says, thank you for the great updates. And you're very welcome, Karen. Thanks so much for joining. And again, everybody stay tuned. We're going to take a super quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to keep going on the topic. Hi, this is Debbie Marku, the mortgage mom. Have you been thinking about buying a new property or buying your first property and you have no idea where to get started? Well, it's our job here at Mortgage Mom Radio to educate you and to get you that game plan to get you moving forward. Give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844 844- We lend for you, W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four, or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. You can book yourself an appointment right there. It's a free phone consultation and we'll get you started and on your way. All right. So welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. And today we are talking about the Fed, the fact that they did increase the interest rate by a quarter. And what does that mean for you guys and for long term? So one thing that was in that article at the very beginning, so I do want to kind of go back a little bit, was that we didn't see interest rates really change for mortgages after they made the announcement. Well, why is that? Well, we've talked about this in previous shows, and I'm going to talk about it again. Many times mortgages are not tied directly to the Federal Reserve prime rate. Home equity lines of credit, home um, uh, credit cards, uh, short-term rates like uh, car loans, those are going to be tied to that Federal Reserve prime rate. So when it gets moved, you're going to see a move in those interest rates as well. Mortgage rates are not tied to the Federal Reserve prime rate. They are more like the stock market. They are tied to mortgage-backed securities. And so they move depending on where investors are putting their money, whether they're putting it into more aggressive Uh, places for investment or whether they're trying to get into something that is a little safer, like a mortgage bond, uh, something like a 30-year note. 
So depending on where investors are moving their money determines where our mortgage interest rates go. Well, because of that, everything is based on anticipation, right? Just like the stock market is tied to anticipation. If they think that there's a certain company that's going to do fabulous, then they're going to put all their bet into that one company and go buy as many shares as they can. And then if they think that things are going to fall off a ledge, they're going to pull their money out. They're going to go try to put it into the next investment. Well, mortgage-backed securities are very similar. So it's all about anticipation. So the anticipation all the way back six weeks ago when they did the no rate hike and they held things steady was that they were going to increase the rate by a quarter at the next meeting. So the fact that they everybody anticipated it, everybody expected it, and that is what happened, there was no real turmoil in the market to change the interest rates. So interest rates for mortgages have remained quite flat from where they were previously. Um, I can see Lyndon jumps on, says, hi, Debbie. It's Linda listening in today. Linda, great. I'm so happy that you are listening. Anybody, again, if you guys have questions, this is interactive. You are more than welcome to put those questions into the feed. I want you to ask me. It helps me make this a better show. Uh, Carrie jumps on. She says, hi, Debbie. Love your hair. Carrie, thank you so much. Appreciate it. I really like this style too. I think it's good. Um, and for those of you guys that are listening on Saturday by radio, I want to remind you that I do the show live. It is on YouTube. We are now also streaming to Instagram. We're streaming to Facebook and we are streaming to Twitch and we're doing it all at the same time concurrently. So if you want to watch the show, be part of it, ask your questions and be able to get your answers immediately, you've got to do it with us on Wednesdays. Now, today is Thursday. I'm a day off. I just did a two week move. And so I am a little bit off. But again, if you guys sign in, sign up and you opt in for my text messages, you will know when I go live and you will never miss a show. So the best way to know that I have gone live is to get that text message. The way to get the text message is to text the word mom, M-O-M. That is it. No parentheses, no opt in, nothing. All you have to text is the word mom. And you're going to text that to 844 935 Three six three four. That's eight four four. We lend for you. W E L E N D and the number four. Now, trying to keep everything exactly the same. That is the same phone number that you will call to reach our office. So, if you'd like to talk with me or one of the girls on my team about getting a mortgage started, doing a refinance, getting a purchase going, purchasing your first investment property, moving out of state. Whatever it is that you might be in the market for, that is the exact same telephone number. So once again, it's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. And please, please, um, you guys, text us, opt yourself in. All you got to do is put the word mom and that way you get to get on the show and be part of it and know when we went live. I promise I do not spam you. I don't send you anything but one text message a week right before we start so that you can click on the link. It will take you to the YouTube channel and you can watch the show and do, have us, you know, watch us do it live. Um, we take the sound from the show and we send it to radio. So you guys on radio on Saturdays are getting to listen to the exact same show that I did. 
I don't edit it. I don't cut it. What you see is what you get. And you guys that are watching me do it right now, you're seeing it live. I'm in the studio. When I make a mistake, you know I made it, but I just pick up and keep going. So anyway, that's over. That's done. Um, Thank you, Carrie, for talking about my hair. It brought me to that next piece to remind everybody that they can be part of the show. Um, But let's keep going with the mortgage rates. So mortgage rates are pretty flat right now. They really didn't move very much. Now, there are going to be announcements that will come up. We've got unemployment data coming. We've got the CPI, the inflation data that's coming that could rock the market a little bit. We could see interest rates go down. We could see interest rates go up, but they have pretty much kind of leveled off. They've kind of kind of uh, found their their sweet spot where I think that they're going to stay for quite some time. Right now, we are hovering right about the 7% range, um, seven and a quarter. You can easily um, get that that interest rate down if you want to pay some points, if you want to buy the rate down, you want to purchase a home and you want to um, ask the seller to possibly help you with some closing costs to be able to buy the interest rate down. You can definitely get yourself into you know the high sixes. Uh, it, it's it's very, very doable. And I know that those interest rates sound very high, but those interest rates are very, um, very good. Those interest rates are very good. They're, they're, they're very average, very normal if you look over history. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Debbie Marku, the mortgage mom. Are you a homeowner swimming in debt? Do you have a very low interest rate on your mortgage and that's what's stopping you from doing a refinance to get that debt paid off? Give us a call. Let's talk. Let's go through the numbers. Let's see if there's not an opportunity to get that debt paid off and still save you money every month. Let's get your cash flow back in order. Give me a call. The number is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. L-E-N-D and the number four, or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. All right. So welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. So uh, Brandon did say that the volume is definitely better. So I hope that we fixed it and you guys can hear me. Linda did give me the uh, reminder I was talking mortgage rates. So thank you so much because my head went completely blank since we kind of got off topic. But um, the point is, is that interest rates are actually in the 6% range, you know, low sevens. These are actually historically normal, normal interest rates. And I know that it doesn't sound that way. And I know it sounds super high because interest rates were low low for so long. Uh, but they are really more more normal at this point. They're, they're really more of an average of what we have seen over the last 30 years of mortgage interest rates. Now, will they come down? So let's talk about that because I did say we're going to talk about mortgage rates coming down and making sure that you're creating the right plan and the right expectation. We've had quite a few clients come through you know, the office over the last month or so with the anticipation that they were going to purchase a home today, get into this interest rate. The payment was higher than what they wanted, but they really believe that interest rates are going to start coming down before the end of the year and that they'll be able to refinance right away and they'll be able to get into a lower monthly payment. And I have to stop those clients and I have to say, look it, we have to make sure that what you're purchasing and what you are getting into and what you are signing on the dotted line for is something that you can afford for at least the next year to year and a half. You guys heard in the article that I read earlier that they don't expect that they are going to get the inflation numbers to where they need to be 
until 2025. Now, they don't tell you when in 2025. Is that January 2025? Is that December 2025? Is it June, right? And that's actually quite a bit away. I mean, we are in August of 23. So even to get to January, we're talking about 17 months at this point before we would get to a point that interest, you know, they could start to bring the interest rates down because inflation has hit the mark where it needs to go. So I do think that we're going to see one more rate hike. It's probably going to happen in September. And then I think that they're going to hold it steady. And I think that they could possibly hold it steady for anywhere like they did in 2018 for seven months. It could be something that goes on as long as 15 to 18 months. It could be longer. It truly depends on the economy if we keep growing, if we add jobs, if the unemployment rates stay stable. So these are things that we need to continue to keep our eye on. Now, if all of a sudden something changes, there's a big sonic boom and that, you know, that that data that's been rolling in, you know, month after month changes, then we might see them start to rate, lower those rates quicker. But it is better for you to anticipate that the payment that you're getting into is something that you can handle and something that you can afford for a good period of time. Let's expect that we're going to keep that monthly payment for 24 months. I think that that's realistic. Now, obviously, if we can refinance you in 12 months from now, even better. Fantastic. We were able to get you into a better payment quicker. But I want to make sure that you're budgeting and that you're looking at the payment and that you know that this is a monthly payment that you're going to have to make for quite some time. So that is really important. I want to make sure that I, you know, I wanted to make sure that I did drive that point home in today's show because a lot of people are anticipating they're hearing, you know, things are getting better. The Fed didn't increase the rates at the last meeting. They did increase it this time, but a lot of people were thinking like things are going to get better. We're going to see it by the end of this year. Things are going to start turning. And I'm, of course, I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about interest rates, mortgage rates in particular. Um, I just don't think that we're going to start to see those mortgage rates really come down. Nothing fast. It is going to be very slow. So when we do know that they're holding and that they're going to hold for the long term, they're not going to continue to hike is when we will start to see mortgage interest rates start to come down. But they're going to start to come down very, very slowly, just like that article talked about. So when is the right time to refinance a home? Okay, now there's tons of reasons to refinance. All right. One reason obviously is to pay off debt. Another reason is to um, consolidate a home equity line of credit with a first mortgage. Another reason would be to do home improvements. Those three things have nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Those three things, paying off debt, consolidating an equity line, a second mortgage, or um, doing home improvements, there, the, that's that can happen at any point in time. That might be right for you today. That might not be right for you to do today. Uh, but what I'm talking about is a rate and term refinance where you are taking the balance that you have on your mortgage today and you are just rewriting the note to try to get that interest rate down lower to try to save yourself money on a monthly basis. That is a rate and term refinance. That is something that is what I am talking about today. So when is the right time to do a rate and term refinance? Well, not until the interest rate has dropped at least a half of a percent lower than the interest rate that you have on your mortgage today. And why do I say that? 
So every mortgage is a little bit different and it really does depend on your mortgage balance. So if you've got a really large mortgage balance, you've got a million dollar mortgage, million and a half, two million dollar mortgage, you may want to do a refinance even at a quarter percent reduction because what you owe and the amount of savings per month, it doesn't take as big of a drop in that interest rate as it would if you were in a lower loan amount. But if you have an average loan amount, so, you know, 500,000, 700,000, 800,000, depending on the state and county and city that you live in, what the average sales price is, right, for, for that area. Um, but it seems like average throughout the United States right now is about 450. Um, average in Southern California is about 700. Um, so depending on where you are located, right? But if we're in that 500 to 700 range, since that is really, I think, the, um, the, the majority of anybody that would be listening to the show, really in that price range, in that mortgage balance range, you really need to see that interest rate drop by about a half of a percent for it to make sense for you to pay for the cost of a refinance. Now, that's another question that a lot of people ask is, what does a refinance cost? You're going to hear when interest rates start to come down, you're going to start to hear a lot of companies talk about no fee refinances. You know, so there's a lot of ways to do a refinance. At the end of the day, every single refinance has a cost. Now, whether you do a no fee refinance from a mortgage, uh, you know, broker or bank that's offering that, or you do a refinance where you do pay the fees yourself out of pocket, you still pay it. So how does that happen? So a no fee refinance, what they are doing is they're giving you a higher interest rate than what the current interest rates are, lowest bottom line that you could get on a rate. They're going to bump that rate up a little bit so that they can take some rebate from what they would earn or they would make by doing your loan. And they're going to use that rebate to pay the cost. Or you can take the lowest rate possible, and you can actually pay those costs yourself. Now, refinance costs do not have to be paid out of your pocket. You can roll those into the new loan. You know, we haven't talked about refinances now in about two and a half or three years. So I'm just kind of giving you guys the general overview of a refinance. So if you're going to do a refinance, a rate and term refinance, and you're trying to just drop your interest rate and your mortgage payment, you need to make sure that it is beneficial. You need to make sure that the interest rate and the monthly payment are dropping enough that it is covering what the costs of the refinance are in a short period of time. We want to see you be able to pay back those fees within about two to three years, 24 to 36 months. You want to be able to recoup the cost of the refinance with the lower, lower monthly payment. And then every monthly payment after that time frame you're saving, right? So you really want to see those interest rates come down by about a half of a percent before you start to consider doing a rate and term refinance. So if it's going to take a, it's going to slowly start to come down and it's going to take, you know, 12 to 15 months for interest rates to get down to a level that would make it beneficial um, for somebody to refinance. I just want to make sure we're setting the proper expectations. I don't want anybody to get into something that they can't afford. Please make sure that when you are looking at a new refinance right now today, or you're looking at a brand new purchase today, 
that you are budgeting for that monthly payment for the next 24 months. There is a very good chance that we could possibly be getting that refinance done for you sooner than that. And boy, do I hope that that does come to fruition for us, for my mortgage office and for everybody, all of our you know, listeners, all of the consumers out there, anybody that needs to buy a home, it sure does make it more affordable. Um, but I do want to make sure you guys have those proper expectations. So I do hope that that helps you guys. I can see that Fluffy jumps on Fluffy Duckling. She says, hi, Debbie. Hi, there's so much Fluffy. Thank you. So, thank you for joining and watching today. She truly do appreciate it. We are going to take a break. And when we get back, I'm going to start talking to you guys about purchasing today. Prices today, interest rates today. Is it a good idea? So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi. This is Carrie Young with Mortgage Mom Radio. Did you know there are multiple home loan options available with little to no money down? Whether it's conventional, VA, FHA, USDA, or down payment assistance, let us find a loan that's right for you to get you into a home with minimal out-of-pocket expense. Give us a call. That number is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's W-E- L-E-N-D and the number four, or visit our website. That's mortgagemomradio.com. Hi, this is Debbie Marku, the mortgage mom. Are you a homeowner swimming in debt? Do you have a very low interest rate on your mortgage and that's what's stopping you from doing a refinance to get that debt paid off? Give us a call. Let's talk. Let's go through the numbers. Let's see if there's not an opportunity to get that debt paid off and still save you money every month. Let's get your cash flow back in order. Give me a call. The number is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. L-E-N-D and the number four, or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. All right. So welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. And today we have been talking about the Fed. They increased the rate last Wednesday. Mortgage rates are really pretty unchanged from that announcement. Uh, they are expecting that they will most likely increase interest rates one more time come September. That decision will truly be determined on unemployment and some inflation data that they plan to watch between now and September. Uh, and we've been talking about what does that mean for you? Budgeting when you get into a new mortgage, how long is it going to take before you can actually do a refinance with possibly a lower interest rate to reduce that monthly payment? So now I want to talk about buying a home. At the beginning of the show, I read the article to you guys that said that there were very reliable sources that came out and said, 100%, we are going to see a recession in 2023. Now, if I was a first-time buyer, I had never owned a home before, and I heard that data come out, I would have been putting myself parked on the sidelines and waiting. I would have been waiting for the volcano to erupt, for the floor to fall out from underneath of everybody, property values to drop, so that I was, I was striking hard at the right time to get myself into a new home at a much lower price than where homes have elevated to, right? And unfortunately, that never did come to play. The economy has stayed resilient even to the rate hikes. The um, unemployment has stayed resilient. The new jobs have stayed resilient. Inflation is coming down even, you know, with those rate hikes that they're, they've, they've been doing. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that 
it never came. And there's a lot of people that have been sitting on hold and that they've been waiting because they were expecting it to come and they were counting on it and they were waiting for it. And at this point, I can't, obviously, I have no crystal ball. I can't tell you yes or no as an absolute fact. That's just not possible. But it does not appear that that is going to happen. Home values did lose about 10% between uh, middle of 2022 and end of first quarter 2023. Well, they have now already started to go back up again. Call any real estate agent that you might be friends with, that you might have in the family, that you have might have worked with before in the past, and ask them how it's going for them for their searches with new home buyers looking for a home. There are multiple offers on properties. Property values have remained high, depending on where the home is located and the price range of the home. So po- some pockets are going to do a little bit better than other pockets. Uh, really, is if if you're in a price range that would be, um, you know, a really, really uh, competitive price range, like let's say a single family home in Los Angeles County for six to seven hundred thousand. Those homes are very hard to find. That home comes on the market right now and it is swarmed. There's multiple offers. People are overbidding. That is happening right now because there's not enough inventory and there are too many, you know, there's, there are buyers, people need to buy. So don't sit on the sidelines, get yourself prepared, get your pre-approval done. Let's make sure that you buy something that is affordable for you. And then in the future, we can always refinance that property and get you into a lower payment. So one really great goal would be I'm going to buy something that I can afford and I'm going to get in now. And then when property values come down, I'm sorry, not property values, when interest rates come down, I will refinance the property that I am in. I will lower the monthly payment. I will put a renter in that property that so that I can cash flow some rents and I will go buy another property that is a little bit bigger because I will be able to afford a little bit higher sales price for the same monthly payment. And now you have started to build your portfolio. If anybody asks me, is now a good time to buy? It is. I've been saying that week after week after week that I do this show. Many of you believe that things were going to go crazy, that things were going to explode, property values were going to drop. I continued to tell you guys that inventory was low. I thought we were going to see about a 10% dip. I would say we saw the 10% dip and they're already starting to go the other direction. So many economists are saying that they believe that what we saw in property values dropping is what we're going to get. We're not going to see any further drop. Again, this is all speculation. Nobody knows 100%. I'm just giving you the information that I read, but it is never a bad time to buy. There is just a bad time to sell. So even if you purchased a property today and you make sure that it's something that you can afford, you're budgeting and the property value on it drops, that's okay. You budgeted for that payment. Property values will always come up. They will always go back to where they stopped the time before. They will always exceed where they stopped before. That's how history has always circulated. And when the property values drop, if that was to happen, then that is when you go buy another property with lower property value, with lower interest rate. You go move yourself into a nicer home and you put a tenant 
in the one that you're living in currently today. So you need to build your portfolio. You need to continually build your portfolio. And it, if you have not purchased a home yet, you definitely want to be looking into that. My office does this for a living. This is what we do. We make sure that we are educating our first-time buyers. So get yourself an appointment. Get on the calendar. Go to the website. Book it. There's literally a button that says book appointment. You are booking an appointment for a phone consultation. It is absolutely free. It is me, Carrie, Heather, Heidi. It is one of us girls you are going to talk to um, who you have seen, heard, comment, you know, all throughout the all these years that we've been doing this show. And we're just going to have a real life conversation with you. So where are you at today? Where is your credit score? How is your credit? Do you have money saved for a down payment? Uh, what is your income? How are you paid? Are you hourly? Are you salary? It is just a, a, a conversation. It is nothing that is intimidating. We are not people that are going to continue to hound you after that conversation, but we definitely need to get you prepared and ready and get you looking because when interest rates do start to come back down, which will be probably Debbie's best guess, probably about 15 months-ish, I would say. That would be the mortgage mom's guess. Uh, when interest rates do start to come down, you're gonna see even more people flooding the market to try to buy. And you may have missed an opportunity to be able to get in because property values, if we've got flooded people flooding the market to purchase because interest rates are down, we're just gonna see um, values, home values uh, go up again. And they're gonna skyrocket and you're gonna be buying at a higher price. So you know, take advantage, buy where, where prices are today then refinance it when interest rates come down and maybe go get yourself a second property and start your portfolio. So that's mom's advice of the day. I can see uh, Jasmine jumps on, says, finally here, we have been working to erupt the volcano here in Tucson. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, you guys, it, it, just, it just hasn't happened. It just hasn't happened. And I just don't see that it is going to. But Jasmine, thank you so much for joining in and giving me your comment. I love it when you guys get on the show. Um, you know, uh, first time buyers, guys, you got to buy something. You've got to start somewhere. If you don't own a property, that is one of the vehicles that you need for your future, for your retirement. You need to be putting money in all kinds of different places. Um, so, you know, definitely get get started. Call our office, book an appointment, go to the website, send me an email, do whatever it is that you need to do to get in touch with us so that we can help you to start somewhere. If you don't know where to start, you'll never get there. The the end of the end of the road or or the the end game for you know for everybody is if you never make the initial call you'll just always think that you can't or you just always figure I'll do it later and you'll just never you'll never execute you you need that plan so that you can get the execution done um fluffy says so it is it a good time to buy now and yes i do believe that it is a good time to buy right now uh, I think that inventory is low. I think interest rates are up a little bit. I think you've got a lot less people in the market looking for homes. I think that there is still competition out there when there's a price, a home that comes up in price that is at a very, very good price point. You're going to have some competition even with the lower amount of people that are looking to purchase right now. But as soon as interest rates come down, I think we're going to get flooded in people that have been sitting on the sidelines who have been waiting to buy. 
And at that point, it's just going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a, a, a crazy show like what we saw in 2020 when interest rates dropped super low. So, uh, yes, I do believe that right now would be a very, very good time to buy, especially for a first time buyer who might need a seller to be willing to allow, you know, FHA financing on the property, lower down payments, a little bit longer escrow periods. Um, it, it really right now would be a great, great time to get started. So how do you guys do that? How do you call us? How do you get started? It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Now, again, if you guys are listening on a Saturday and you want to be able to do this with me live, usually on Wednesdays at one o'clock, um, and you want to get that text message, that link so that you don't forget, make sure that you text the word mom, M-O-M, no parentheses, no opt-in, nothing like that, just M-O-M, mom, to the same telephone number you'd call our office. So it's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, W-E-L-E-N-D, and the number four. That will opt you in to one text message a week right before we go live so that you can click on the link and join and watch us via YouTube. Um, Fluffy says, and she says, how long is my loan application good for? And is it only good for one area? So that's a great question. Um, so your your loan application is actually good for as long as your credit documents are good for. So every document in a loan application has a, a different expiration period. So for example, your credit report is good for 120 days. So for four months, when that credit report expires, technically your pre-approval would expire unless we just pull a new credit report and we refresh the data and then we keep moving on our way. Your bank statements are good for 60 days. So when your bank statement becomes 60 days old, you need to furnish us with a new bank statement. If you don't give us the new bank statement, then your pre-approval would expire. Your pay stubs are good for 30 days. So every 30 days, you'd want to be providing us with your most recent new 30 days worth of pay stubs. So as long as you keep your application updated, truly your pre-approval really doesn't ever expire. Now, obviously, if you change jobs and your income changes or we repull a credit report and your credit score drops or something is reflecting differently or you went and you bought a car and now you've got more debt, more monthly payment, then that pre-approval could change. So we are, that's why we have to continually update, but technically assuming that everything stays the same, then your pre-approval really wouldn't ever expire as long as we just keep everything updated in your file. Now, your question was, is it only good for one area? So that truly depends. It depends on the kind of job that you do. So I'm assuming that you're talking about more like moving out of state um, or moving to from Southern California to Northern California or moving from, you know, Phoenix uh, to Flagstaff, right? So what the difference would be is if you work from home or if you have the kind of job where it doesn't matter where you live. So if you are a fireman and you work three, four days on, three, four days off. I mean, I've had firemen purchase homes in Texas as their primary residence, but they're stationed in L.A., um, I've had railroad workers, I've had dock workers, you know, that will work 
steady time on and then steady time off. Or we've got people that do work from home. So it doesn't matter where their job is actually located. They don't have a commute. So those people, their pre-approval wouldn't really matter where they purchase. It would be the same no matter where they go, no matter what state, county, city, doesn't matter. Now, somebody who is a teacher at a school district, if they decide that they want to transfer and they want to move from California to Arizona or to Nevada or to Texas or to Idaho or one of those states that a lot of people seem to be fleeing to, we need to make sure that you have a job transfer already put together. So you've got an offer letter. We know where you're going. We know what your new income will be so that we can go ahead and get you pre-approved in that direction. If you plan that you want to go move somewhere and then find the new job, we actually have loans for that as well, but you're talking about a much larger down payment. So again, it's all about that phone consultation up front, making sure that we're talking to you about what your goals are, where do you want to move, what, what do you do today, where do you work, are you a remote worker, do you need to be within a commuting distance of your job, um, You know, are you wanting to move out of state, how much money do you have available for that down payment, that way we can truly get a plan put together for you. So I hope that that answered your question, but keep them coming if you have more. I'm happy to keep answering them. Um, I see RC says, I own 50% of rental property, of a rental property. The loan interest rate is below 3%. My partner wants to sell me his half. I want to do it, but I want to keep the original loan interest rate. What do you think? So that is actually a, a good question. And here is your problem. The only way you're going to keep the 3% interest rate that you have, there's no way to increase the loan that you currently have with the 3% term that, they, that you've got written on your current mortgage. That It's just not a possibility. So really your only option of keeping your 3% on the mortgage balance that you have today would be to keep the mortgage that you have today. So that means one of two things. Number one, you either have to buy out your partner in cash. And if you don't have the cash, then you would need to be looking into a second mortgage. So a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan. So then that brings me to my third piece of that puzzle in determining what makes the best sense for you. And I know it stinks. I know hearing that you're going to lose a 3% interest rate is god awful. But we have to look at how much do you owe on that 3% interest rate. So let's say, for example, that you owe $200,000 on that 3% and you need $200,000 to buy him out. Let's just say, I'm just giving an example. If we do a $200,000 equity line or equity loan, you're talking about interest rates that are in the double digits. That's just where things are at right now with where the Federal Reserve prime rate is, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that those types of loans are directly connected to that prime rate. So every time they raise it, somebody that has a home equity line of credit will inch up a little bit in the interest rate. The monthly payment will go up a little bit more. And as we originate new equity lines of credit, those starting rates are higher than they once were a year, two years ago, right? So if that interest rate is in the double digits and you owe 200,000 on it, if you went that direction and your 200,000 is at 
we need to look at what is the blended interest rate that you are paying on that total 400,000. You might be better off doing a full complete refinance and I hate to say it, but at a 7% interest rate. It may actually end up being less expensive, better cash flow, less interest paid than if you had it separated. Now, if you owe 200,000 on your 3% that you already have set up today and you only need to give him 50,000 or 60,000, then taking an equity line or an equity loan would be a more beneficial route even though those interest rates are high, it is going to be a better blended rate to keep your 200,000 at the 3%. So I hope that I explain that. I know that it can get tricky and it can get confusing. But it truly depends on your scenario, which again brings me back to telling you guys, get your consultations, talk to us. We don't bite. We're very friendly. We're going to take you through it. We're going to write down what do you owe today? How much is your 3%? You know, how much do you owe on that 3% loan? How much do you need to buy him out? What is your property value? Then we're going to determine what would a new mortgage rate look like. We're going to run the blended rate calculator for you and show you what blended would look like and then let you decide. We're not here to decide for you. We're not here to tell you what direction that you should go or what mortgage loan that you should take. We're here to show you your options so that you can pick the the option that you feel works best for you. So uh, I do hope that that answers your question as well. Um, Thank you so much for jumping in. I appreciate it, RC. And uh, with that, I do want to quickly touch on refinances since that's where we were going and RC brought that up. I have had a couple of commercials that have been running on Go Country 105 in LA. And it says, you know, if you are a homeowner in debt, if you are struggling to make the payments, if you need to get cash out to pay those things off, if you need to get your monthly payment to a place that's more affordable, give us a call. We know you don't want to lose that low interest rate, but there could be options. And so I do just want to explain that a little bit. And that's not exactly how the the, the commercial goes. I'm actually quite a bit more straightforward about it. But I am getting calls and I'm getting people that are getting confused about what I said. So I do want to explain that a little bit. If you have credit card debt, and let's say that your credit card debt is $30,000, dollars $50,000. I mean, I have seen clients calling us with credit card debt of $100,000. Those credit cards, I urge you to take a look to see what your, what your interest rate is on those credit cards. They are very, very possibly interest rates that are well above 20 23, 26, 29, 32, you name it, we have seen it come through the office. Then let's say that you also have a personal loan because many people will take a personal loan to pay off their debt. But what happens is that those personal loans are very short. They're like five-year loans, three-year loans, four-year loans. And so the monthly payment that you get into is quite significantly higher than what the minimum monthly payments would be on the credit cards that you owed. But in your mind, you're like, cool, I'm paying all my credit cards off. I'm going to only owe this for like three years and then I'm done. Everything's paid off and I'm clear and my credit cards are paid and it makes sense, right? It makes sense. However, that monthly payment is really actually not affordable because those minimums on those credit cards weren't affordable. So now you start to use those minimum credit, uh, credit cards again 
And now you've got debt on the credit cards that you paid off with the personal loan. Now you've got the personal loan that you owe as well. Some of you may have an equity line of credit because you wanted to do some home improvement. You wanted to add an ADU. You wanted to, you know, remodel the kitchen. You didn't want to refinance because you didn't want to take a higher interest rate. The mortgage that you have is at two and a half percent today. Um, But when we start looking at the interest rate on the equity line of credit, the interest rate on those credit card bills, the interest rate on that personal loan, when we blend that rate together, many, many of the clients that have called us are at seven and a half, eight, nine percent, right, in their blended rate. So when we look at doing a refinance for them to do a new refinance that will pay everything off. We are looking at an interest rate, yes, that is higher than what they currently have. And I know it hurts. It hurts so bad uh, to lose that low interest rate. But the total overall monthly budget decreases. So what the new monthly mortgage payment is, is lower than what you were paying on all of those debts separated. The total interest rate that you are paying blended is lower than what you were paying even with that super low interest rate on that mortgage because of those other debts that you had at those higher interest rates. So if you are somebody that is in that position and you need some help and you want to determine, should I consider doing a refinance right now? Should I consider possibly losing this low interest rate that I have? We are here, like I said, to give you the information. We show you the math. You make the decision if it is something that makes sense for you to move forward, but at least find out. Let us do it for you. And again, we don't bite. We're super nice. We're going to talk to you guys like human beings and we're not going to hound you. I promise we are not going to continue to hound you after we hang up the phone trying to get you to do something. We are here to give you the education, the information, and we hope that with our knowledge and giving you what you need to make the best decision for you that you choose to come back to us to do the loan when and if you are ready. So with that, I'm going to close the show. I want to remind everybody that you guys can call our office. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, W-E-L-E-N-D, and the number four. You can go to our website, go to mortgagemomradio.com. You can send me an email. You can book an appointment right on my calendar and you can get yourself scheduled and set up for that consultation. And please, if you call on a Saturday or a Sunday, we work, we truly work, but we only have, you know, one person answering the phone at a time. So just make sure that you do leave your name and telephone number on the voicemail. You will get a call back same day. Saturday, Sunday, doesn't matter. You will get a phone call back. So please make sure that you leave us your name and number and we will get back to you. With that, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. I will be back here again next Wednesday at one o'clock doing it all over about something new. Talk to y'all real soon. Have you guys have a great day and rest of your week. Bye-bye. Debbie Marku is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, MLO2080237926. Illinois, 0310058339. Missouri, North Carolina, I210940. Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know 
Pick up the phone and call mom. <laughs> 